This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Comedy can be really controversial. I think that we all know that. And I think that comedy is getting more and more controversial. More and more controversial. We have had uh, boycotts. We've had people that have been, I guess you could utilize, you know, the, the whole cancel culture. And But when we talk about the act of comedy, is there anything that's off limits in the comedy world? Because quite honestly, I think we're at the point where I don't think that there is anything that's necessarily off limits in comedy. I'm not saying that there should be or shouldn't be any sort of limits, but I feel like right now with comedy acts, there are certain comedians when they get to whatever level it is and just not really caring that much, they're just going to go ahead and do their act and they'll deal with the consequences later. And so I bring this up, and I'm not sure if you're a regular SNL viewer or not. I am not. I'm I'm not. I, okay. The only time I watch is when I'm looking for a performer or a, a host. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So so and I am I'm so hit or miss with SNL. I can't tell you the last time that I watched. To be honest with you, um, but SNL is legendary. We all know that it's an iconic show, even to this day. It ain't like the good old days, though, when it was Eddie Murphy or even before with Gilda Radner and um, John Belushi and all. Th- those were the good old days. Yeah, it's back the in my brand. Day. Yeah. yeah, back in my day. But Britney Spears, okay, she's got the new memoir with The Woman in Me. Well, SNL, they did a parody, okay, and they made fun of the, the um, of like A-listers who could have auditioned for the audiobook, okay? So they do that, and this is SNL, and this is parody, right? Well, British Spears' manager didn't appreciate it. Cade Hudson, and I say I didn't say Kate Hudson. I said Cade 
Hudson. Wow, the writers of SNL are getting worse and worse. No wonder you all reached out to me to get Brittany on the show. SNL was on life support. So Hudson continued and said, you're all pathetic. And this Chloe isn't funny. Did you find her on Craigslist or something? His Instagram account is currently private, and USA Today has reached out to him for comment. So Britney Spears' manager didn't find the SNL bit funny, and they're doing a parody about her and her book. I didn't see this particular skit. You would think, though, that a parody skit about Britney Spears in a book wouldn't be off limits. I feel like we're at the point in society where this is small fries. I think that the big fries are like issues of race and gender. And like, like if somebody right now did a stand-up comedy act and they're making fun of what's going on over in Gaza and Israel and Palestine, I don't think that that would go over well, right? I don't think it would go over well, nor do I think that it's funny at this particular point. But some people, they're, they're not viewing it the same way. They're like, it's, it's just jokes. And I, I don't know how you, if you have a line or if, if you look at certain people and you say, hold on, you crossed the line. Because I've been a fan of of um um uh, blanking on his name right now. Um Ballhead, black comedian. Um gosh, he's always here. He loves Minneapolis. He's always here. Um not Dave Chappelle? Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Okay. I was blanking on Dave Chappelle. Okay. Man, my brain. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Do I think that Dave Chappelle Sometimes it's doing too much, yeah. Because I think that Dave Chappelle, when you talk, when you start talking about what he said at times about the mm-hmm. trans community, Dave, just chill, just chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, there there are times where Dave Chappelle, as a comedian, he gets into this serious mode, and and then that's, I think that's where he, he gets knows into it's insensitive, though. Yeah, he knows he, it's insensitive. He does, yeah. And it's like Dave, come on, yeah. dude, 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 pump the brakes. But I think that Dave Chappelle is one of those individuals that he views in the comedic world. Hey, man, nobody's off limits. Nobody's yeah. off limits. And I don't, I don't really, I've never really viewed it that way. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that mocking and ridiculing and making specific jokes about Jewish people is a thing that I like. I don't. I don't ever think it's acceptable when um, people use the N word um, that are not of. Yeah, African, I, African I, I don't even see. I don't even see that of African American yeah. heritage. And, and 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 listen to be clear. I know because I know some people right now in the mentions will be like, "Oh, you, oh you, oh you think it's all? You think it's it's totally cool when 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 black when black comedians when they use the N word." I'm not saying that I'm applauding for it or asking for it or need it. I understand that that's always been a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. But b- before I was here, whether it was Richard Pryor, whether it was Red Fox, whatever, I didn't create that. 
Okay? So I'm not going to rubber stamp it and say, yes, I love it, because I don't. But I'm not going to um, say that I necessarily have had problems with it throughout the years because I've always seen it. It's always been a part of me growing up as a black man in America. Yeah. You know? So I just I, I don't I, I don't do well with that. Yeah, I, it's like when Kramer. What was it? Was it Kramer that Michael went on Richards. the rant? Michael, Michael Richards. Richards yeah, M- Michael Richards went on the rant. He went on that rant years and 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 it, and it it didn't come across as comedy though. I think the reason why everybody got so incensed and upset about it in that because he was intending to upset and call that person. Yeah, in the audience that. And it kept going. I mean, yeah, it, and it was like, dude, it dude. started and it, it kept going. It's like this is a serious deal to, here. to the point where he couldn't walk it back. Like you can get comedians sometimes get themselves into this situation where they can walk it back. Michael, yeah, don't personalize it. Yeah. I, and I felt like that's what Michael Richards did. He absolutely did. Yeah. At, at that point, you see, and, and to me, like when I think about things that are off limits to me, it's, it's a family member. It's, you know, uh, see, people have a different definition of sensitive topics. You know, when you're talking about Britney Spears and. Wait, when it's a family member, you got to expound on that. What do you mean by family? I mean, if you're talking about like kids or, uh, you know, I I feel like if you're a comedian, I'm not talking about sketch comedy. I'm just talking about if a comedian is up there doing a stand up set. I feel like if you're going to make fun of somebody, mm-hmm. you make fun of that individual. You don't dive into the family. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's a situation where it's off limits. Mm. Mm. I mean, if there's a comedian out there and they're going to take a shot at, Do, Brit- let's say, at Britney Spears. And I got a perfect example for okay. you. So you think it was, it, was, it was totally across the line. For Chris Rock to say anything about Jada Pinkett Smith, who also happens to be a public figure. No, but she all, but see, the thing is like, she's been outspoken about things like she's been outspoken about her issues, you know, so that that's one thing when they're a public figure. But if you're, you know, going to do something about Britney Spears and you're going to bring her sons into it, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a line. Mm-hmm. If if these people are private, if you could be a public figure, but want the privacy for your family, and I feel like that's that's a line. I would say an illness. Go ahead. What 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 if what if what if, what if uh, a family member did something that became public, and it was worthy of jokes? Mm-hmm. What what if Britney Spears is? son or whatever, one of her sons mm-hmm. did something that the world knew about and are like, what? They did what? And it just it's just out there for the world to see. I, I, I still feel you like... You say this hands off? I still feel like kids are hands off. Well, they're grown. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if... Yeah, see, if they're... And that's the thing. It's like, I still... I'm still not okay with that. I'm still not okay even if they're an adult and... See, it's nah, just, I don't know about don't that know. one. I don't know about that one. If if you if you, I I I think because it, it boils down to it's jokes. Now now now, not everybody's going to laugh, but there are going to mm-hmm. be people that will laugh. The, there will be, 
And th- there have always been people that have. Yeah, and see, I think it also goes back to who the it all person depends on is, what it is and who it is. Who it is? Britney Spears is somebody that's dealt with a lot of trauma in her life. She has. Yes. Okay, if it was, if SNL made a did up a skit about Usher, mm-hmm. would we care? No. Yeah. No one's going to get triggered. No. Uh, but but if, I, if they did a skit on T Pain, yeah. Who but cares? I I also feel like. There are certain incidents that you can't joke about. Yeah. There are certain incidents that I feel are are absolutely like horrible tragedies. You cannot you cannot bring those up. Yeah, I mean don't talk about the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. There are there are just certain yeah, there are certain topics that I feel are off limits. But it's all about how it's presented and the intent. Yet yeah, t- you you do know that there's some comedians say some and I don't believe this to be true, mm-hmm. but some comedians say you can laugh at anything. I don't adhere to that. No, you can't. You can't laugh at everything. Yeah, I can't. I can't get. With you that. can't laugh at everything. Yeah, you can't. You can. I you mean, there's a lot of things, but yeah, there there are some things that you can't laugh at. Yeah. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. We've got word on the street, and that comes up next year on the Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All righty. Time for Word on the Street here on The Lake Show. Let's do it. On the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. Christopher Tubbs, what you got up your sleeve tonight? Man, that that open, I just, I, I love it. Like, Phil Hartman, so good. So good. Talk about a you know, great comedian from, Sa- from Saturday Night Live. 
Hey, Taylor Swift winked at her romance with Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey during her Eras Tour concert in Buenos Aires, Argentina on Saturday night when she changed the lyrics to a line in her hit song, Karma, and Kelsey was in the audience to catch it. According to a video posted to TikTok from the show, Swift saying, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me, changing the word originally written as screen to Chiefs. Now, Kelsey is on a break from playing with the Chiefs this week, was seen in another video posted to X, formerly known as Twitter, reacting to the moment while watching the concert in a VIP tent with Swift's dad, Scott Swift. Now, the two-time Super Bowl champ immediately smiled when he heard the anti-hero singer Swift on her final song of the night, covering his face with his hands while the crowd cheered. Another video posted X caught Swift sealing the concert with a kiss. She ran up to greet Kelsey at the side of the stage after the show. Now, in July, Kelsey admitted on his podcast, New Heights with Jason and Travis Kelsey, that he tried to slip his phone number to Swift during one of her Eras Tour concerts via friendship bracelet he made for her, sparking speculation about the pair's romantic potential. Now, she's since attended four of his football games, and the pair were seen engaging in some G-rated PDA while out to dinner last month after making a surprise cameo on Saturday Night Live. Kelsey and Swift were also seen holding hands while out to dinner Friday in Buenos Aires. Same night, she was forced to propone an heiress show due to unsafe weather conditions. Did you see the video of her embracing him once the show was over? I did not. Did you hear the the moment where she says the part about where she changed the lyric to Carmen's the guy and the Chiefs coming straight home to me? I did not. Okay, I saw both. Okay. Um, the romance is real. Her, it's real. It's real. It, 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 well, it's, I mean, if it's, she, if she I included did, I him in a song, it's got to be well, real. Well, no, it, it, the, the video is what sealed it to me. The video of her, she ran over lovingly mm. and jumped in his arms to kiss him. I was like, yeah, this ain't fake at all. Like, it's, I think at the beginning, it, it, it seemed awkward, but without mm. question, they're dating. Like, it's a thing. And I'm here for it. I love it. Okay. Let's go. I mean, you know, I guess people in porn really love each other, too. Wow. Wow. What you got against Lisa Ann? (laughs) What you got against Phoenix Marie? Who are they? Porn stars. Oh, see? I know nothing about that. I know nothing about that. Well, what you got against porn stars? I ain't got nothing about (laughs) porn stars, but, I mean, I mean, Uh, I guess, hey, is it real or is it fake? Oh, it's real. It's real. Uh, I would I would guess it is pretty real. Yeah, the, the, everything in porn is real. Absolutely. Shout out Angela White. <laughs> hey, one thing that we know is real is that the NFL is giving unlikely Vikings hero Joshua Dobbs the same love. It also showed Taylor Swift last month putting the quarterback all over its social media pages. I mentioned this last night a little bit like the Shield leaned heavily into Taylor's presence at a Kansas City Chiefs game mid her romance, which apparently is is real and it's spectacular temporarily changing its bio and imagery to have fun with the whole ordeal. Now, she had real estate on the NFL's pages for a bit, but now it's Dobbs' turn to get the spotlight after leading the Vikings to -to back-to-back wins. Of course, he was thrown into the game against Atlanta after joining the team just a few days prior. Didn't even know names or plays. Vikings end up winning 31-28. Magic continued on Sunday, helped the Vikings outlast the Saints 27-19, Given a surprising success story, the league decided it was time to hand Dobbs his flowers, adding him to their banner and saying, in Dobbs, we trust in the bio. Swifties are going to miss their girl, but 
I think most football fans are going to be happy with the Pastronaut. Hey, Josh Dobbs, I like it. I don't just like it. I love it. You love it. The, the Minnesota Vikings are one of the top talkers right now in all those sports because of Joshua Dobbs. Mm-hmm. What Joshua Dobbs has done the last two weeks and the way that he's played, I don't want to say we're back, but we're getting that that bling. We're getting that shine right now. Last year we had Kirko chains, and now yeah. right now right now we have the Pastronaut. It's the Vikings are kind of the it team right yep. now because of Joshua Dobbs. And again, you know, we don't even have JJ. That's playing right now. That's what I'm saying. When yeah. Justin Jefferson comes back, you've got a primetime game next Sunday against uh, against Denver. Then you get a Monday night game against Chicago, and then you get a bye. And then I think you've got a, a game against Cincinnati, which is TBD. And if wait, I'm wait, wait, is this our is that is this our last game before the bye? Uh no, it's uh, oh. Monday night, 27th against Chicago. Okay, I that's got you. the last one before the bye. Got you. But then all of a sudden, you got games that could be flexed if the Vikings are still on this roll. Yeah. I, I mean, you could see a lot of prime time because everybody's going to want to get that Vikings rub. Just very, very cool. Hey, speaking of a, a, an individual that Think got about the, that, we got back to back prime time games. That's I, awesome. I know, and it's not Kirk Cousins in prime time, which uh, I can't wait to hear the narrative about that. Well, it, it'd be great to get this victory on the road Sunday night against Dude, this Denver. This is going to be tough. The, it, it'll be tough, but you get this victory, everybody's talking about the Vikings then. Oh, no question. What's the the hashtag Vikings back or Vikes back or something like that? I hadn't seen that hashtag. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we could, you know, maybe we could make that happen. Denver, though, man, Denver, that defense is legit. It's, it's, yes, it, it's legit. Right and, and finally, talking about, uh, you know, getting the rub, I guess he used to play for the Patriots and Robert Kraft. He's more of a hands-on owner. Uh, Tom Brady's wasting no time getting acquainted with his new Fox Sports co you, you like that? It was a long way to get to it, but I feel like the payoff was there. Hitting up a Beverly Hills hotspot with Aaron Andrews. Now, Brady rocked a gray hoodie and jeans, showed up at the funky restaurant with Aaron Andrews and other Fox Sports colleagues around 10 o'clock last night, and the group quickly entered the venue with security in tow. Apparently, they wanted to meet up to discuss Brady's upcoming color commentary gig with Fox Sports, which officially starts next year. Of course, Aaron Andrews has been with the network since 2012, leading the sideline for the main broadcast team, reporting for the biggest games in the schedule. Brady's going into next season as a rookie after inking a 10-year deal worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Shout out to the GOAT, Tom Brady. I love me some Tom Brady. I got my I got my TB12 uh, gear. I just haven't okay. worn it yet. Okay. Well, I'm, I, you know, nice to see something good finally happening for Tom Brady. Yeah, he's had so much bad luck in his life. I mean, the poor guy. Just, I mean, where's he been the past year? I mean, something's got to go right for him. Uh, I mean, man, he's, he's, he's plucky and he's gritty and just hoping for the vest for uh, TV 12. I mean, God finally called his number, so. Uh, I know. All right, that's going to wrap up Word on the Street. Let's talk some NBA. And let's do a former NBA world champion, Trent Tucker, next on The Lake Show. And Trent Tucker joins us on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Always a pleasure to talk NBA basketball. Sports in general with Double T, Trent Tucker. Double T, haven't talked to you in a while. How you been? Things are good, Lake, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I know that you're running around in different hockey rinks, I'm assuming, man, because hockey never stops for you. <laughs> I know. Uh, while I'm on the phone with you, I, I, I'm in between sessions right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we won't keep you too long, man, but I wanted to start with the obvious, and that is 
the uh, the surprise start, at least in my opinion, for the Minnesota Timberwolves here to start this season. A seven and two record right now, looking to get a, a sweep. Uh, of the Golden State Warriors here of the uh, back-to-back games that they're playing uh, from this past weekend into tonight, both in Golden State. Just your thoughts overall on the Timberwolves' start to the season? Well, they got nice chemistry right now. Uh, for one, everybody's healthy. Everybody seems to um, – everybody's bonding to the plan. And, you know, when you're getting consistent play from your top players – and then you find, you know, a punch off your bench. You know, that can lead to good results. So, so right now, the Wolves are in a good space mentally and physically. You know, one of the things that's so interesting to me is when you look at the Wolves and you look at uh, Rudy Gobert and the way that he's played. Rudy Gobert just looks like a totally different guy this season as opposed to last year. He meshes, number one, better with everything that they're doing collectively as a unit and as a group because the point guard, Mike Conley Jr., trusts him more, and he appreciates him. Um, and I never really felt that love from D'Angelo Russell towards Rudy Gobert. But secondly, he just looks healthier. He looks more spry. He looks more athletic. He doesn't look slow and prodding. Your thoughts on Rudy? Well, you know, Rudy has been consistent, and that's what they need for him to do. You know, most nights he's got to get his double-doubles. But like you say, when you when you play with a point guard that you're very familiar with, a guy that understands your game and where you like to receive the basketball, it's, it's going to make things a whole lot easier for you as a, as an inside player. And, and having that, that comfort zone with his, with his point guard for any big man will go a long way in the right direction. Talking to NBA champion. Trent Tucker here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, the player of the week in the NBA uh, goes to Western Conference Player of the Week. That is Anthony Edwards. Your thought on Ant's start to the season? Oh, fantastic. He's coming off of a great summer. Uh, he's in great shape. He's in, he has a, a great understanding of, of what he can do on the basketball floor at any given time. And the one thing I, I like to see him continue to do, he's, he's done a very good job of it so far, is showing patience and allowing the offense to come to him. You know, there are times where you have to go and search your shot, but not every single time down. So he's off to a fantastic start from a mental standpoint. He trusts his teammates, and when the best player is able to trust his teammates, good things are going to happen for you. Yeah, no, no question about it. Now, they face Golden State tonight. And I know that a lot of people have a lot of expectations for Golden State and what they can be. Specifically to tonight, though, they're going to be without um, uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry's out tonight. I guess he's got a sore knee. So this is the opportunity for the other Timberwolves to take a next step. And you talk about that consistency. Look, you beat them with Steph a couple of nights ago. Now prove that you can back it up by beating them without Steph. Yeah, you know, this is a game that, you know, uh, a real confident game for them going into to Phoenix tomorrow night. And when you have a chance to knock off a team, you know, that you know is going to be challenging challenging you throughout the season in the Western Conference. And anytime you can go on the road and, and get two in a row, that's, that's, that's huge, especially in the, in the earlier part of the season because we all know it, it will pay off at the end. Yeah. Um, let me ask you um, about a couple other teams here in the NBA. And, and the, the other team that I want to ask you about specifically is the L.A. Clippers. L.A. Clippers made this long-awaited deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers said, yeah, we, we just have to move on. We're not going to get much for um, James Harden, but they make a move, they pull a trigger on the deal, and the L.A. Clippers have not won a game since they acquired um, James Harden. Um, I 
I don't want to look. You, you you've been in the the locker room. You played in the league. You won a championship. You've been around the greats of the game and the greatest of all time in Michael Jordan. But what do you think the the teammates or maybe the coaching staff with the LA Clippers is thinking in this? Uh, specific moment, knowing that they've acquired a guy that's accomplished a lot in the league. He's been a premier scorer in the league. He's been a guy that's been viewed as somewhat selfish at times. He's a former MVP, but he doesn't seem like he's the greatest chemistry guy, and you haven't won a game yet. Well, I mean, you know, that's everything you just said, you know, the Clippers are trying to figure it out, and and Tyron Lue has a a big job ahead of him, and I think the one thing he's going to have to try and do is to figure out who's going to be in his starting lineup. I don't think they can play with those four guys starting who I mean, you know, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. I thought the Clippers last year became a better team when they moved Russell Westbrook to the bench. And I think be uh, I think before this all is said and done, they're going to go back to that to that uh, to that formula. Do you think that part of it though is James Harden's mindset? And the reason why I ask that specifically, Double T, is because James Harden made a comment about I'm not a system guy; I'm a system in itself. And to me, I just don't think that you have to make that type of commentary uh, public with, when you're with the new team because now you're kind of putting. Uh, Tyron Lue in a spot. And I don't think that that – I feel bad for Tyron Lue because I don't think that that's the type of spotlight he wants to be put in this early in the season. Right, nobody wants to be put in that situation, and I think James Harden is just, you know, running off at the mouth of just talking. But Tyron Lue has pretty much control of his team, and, and I think, you know, that by by him, you know, assessing what he has early on, is going to give him the opportunity to make the decisions going forward to get this team back on track. And he said before the season started that he needed Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to be more involved in the early part of the season. You know, they, they need to take the regular season a little bit more more seriously. And he's got, just like I mentioned, he's got to figure out the starting lineup. Uh, Russell Westbrook is not a catch-and-shoot guy, so he's not a good fit for those other three. And when you have three guys who, who dominate the basketball, you have to be able to balance off your starting lineup with guys who can make their offense work without having the basketball in their hands every single time. Who's the best team in the league? Well, it's a good question. I know I would have to say the Celtics are right there. Uh, Dallas is playing very well, you know. But I'm not going to count out, you know, your Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, they're playing some good basketball at this stage. Uh, they you know they are putting people on notice, you know, after nine basketball games that if they can stay healthy, it seems like now they have the right mix. You know, Mike Conley Jr. is directing things here and there, and Anthony Edwards is playing at a very high level. And it seems like that Chris Finch has figured out how to use not only Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert together, but also insert Naj Reed into the mix as well. So when you get good bench production along with consistent starting lineup play, it can lead to good things. Hey, Double T, always a pleasure, man. I appreciate you uh, joining me tonight. Anytime, Blake, man. All right, talk to you later. That's Double T, Trent Tucker, joining us here on The Lake Show. Oh, man, tonight's going to be so nice. Tonight's going to be so nice because we've got Timberwolves action on television coming up at 9. They run it back with the Golden State Warriors. But that ain't even the best game of the night. You know what the best game of the night is, right? Which one? It's Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. KU. Who they, who they got tonight, Kentucky? We got Kentucky. 
KU versus UK, huh? Let's go. KU versus UK. Let's go. All right. What you want? What you want to do? I don't want any of it. No, you don't. I ain't going to watch any of it. I know. You don't want these problems. No, no. You don't want this smoke. I guess I just don't care. We the number one team in the land. We. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Final segment. We do headlines. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right. Before we start headlines, man, Kentucky's got some size. Kentucky has legitimately three seven-footers. Seven one, seven two, and seven foot. Yeah, don't matter. Can't teach that. Oh, we ain't wow. scared of you. Wow, we ain't scared of you. So if the if the wolves are the northern heights, what are the would Kentucky? I mean, Kentucky's got to come up with something, right? That's a lot of big boys. Man, that's a bunch of. And look at my guy Bill Self, looking all slim and fit. Well, he looks rich. Well, he is rich. I'm rich. Oh, yes. Yeah, a, he had to lose some of that weight. Remember, he had the heart issue. And yeah, all that. yeah, he yeah, did. He definitely had to get in better shape. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he looks good. He looks good. We better get out of here, and um, I'll take my time with this, so that way you can sit there and you can watch your Jayhawks, and I'll let you know when the show's and over. And the Wolves. And the Wolves, yeah. Well, I'm going to have both up. Well, I mean, as of right now, you can watch the Jayhawks. Yeah. So, okay. Of course. All right. Duh. Well, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I'll do headlines while you watch KU. Let me just say this right now. Yeah. If the Jayhawks are ever on television and mm-hmm. it's not on one of these TVs, that's a problem. But you know they're going to be – Yeah, you know they're always going to be on uh, some of the higher-profile stations because of the – you know, because they're KU. Well, duh, of course. All right, see? That, that's just how we roll. That's how we roll. You don't have to worry about being on an app that you can get or not get. That's true. That's true. At least we know where the games are at. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, an executive order signed by the governor will remove the requirement of a four-year college degree as a qualification for 75% of state government jobs. The move by the Walls-Flanagan administration aims to expand the pool of potential applicants available to fill staff shortages in a tight labor market while breaking down barriers and giving more Minnesotans a chance to join the workforce. This level is the playing field. We have a lot of positions to hire in state government, and we think there are Minnesotans ready to fill them. It's according to Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. A four-year college degree should not be the only path for building a career and getting a good-paying and family-sustaining job. Now, state government is the third-largest employer in Minnesota, with more than 50,000 people holding jobs in more than 100 state agencies, boards, commissions, colleges, and universities. About 90% of them are represented by one of 17 occupationally-based bargaining units. Now, most state jobs come with insurance, benefits, and pensions in addition to a competitive salary. Look, there are people out there that think that somehow, some way, some are going to view this as devaluing college degrees. I I disagree with that. That's just not true. Do I think that this is overall a good thing? Yes. Um, I just know that if this was a thing back when I was in high school, my my family is just one of those families that's always going to advocate for higher education. My my parents were never going to go for me not going and getting a degree. I We know that you don't have to go to college to be successful. We know that there are a lot of jobs out there, government jobs, good-paying mm-hmm. government jobs, where you don't have to have a college degree. That's all that we're saying with this. That's all that we're saying. Yeah, the value of a four-year degree is not what it once was. And there are a lot of people who 
might only have a two-year associate's degree mm-hmm. that are more than capable of filling these positions. So I, th- I think this is great. I've got- Everything in life that you learn yeah. isn't just in a book. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, and we I, know that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, as somebody who's got two college degrees, I think I think this is great. Open it up to more qualified applicants. Hey, it'll take at least three weeks to repair a Los Angeles freeway damaged in an arson fire. This, according to California Governor Gavin Newsom, leaving the city already accustomed to soul-crushing traffic without part of the vital artery. That serves hundreds of thousands of people daily. But things could have been worse. Governor Gavin Newsom said officials have determined the elevated section of Interstate 10 will not meet need to be demolished based on analysis of core samples taken from the freeway. About 100 columns were damaged in the Saturday blaze that spread over uh, eight acres under I-10, tearing through wood pallets, cars, and other construction materials being stored under the freeway. Now, luckily, no injuries were reported but at least 16 homeless people living there were taken to shelters. Now, no arrests have been made in the arson, and Newsom said investigators are trying to determine if more than one person was involved. He provided no other details, and he said that crews are looking at nonstop repairs lasting anywhere from three to five weeks. Now, officials have said that the damage is reminiscent of the 1994 Northridge earthquake that crumpled elevated sections of I-10 and other freeways, and it took more than two months of repair uh, to I-10 after that. The one word, and it's the magic word in all this, that's super disappointing and it's frustrating, is arson. That 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 bothers you, right? Like, Because we know that there are a lot of things that are going on in the world. We've seen a lot of natural disasters. But that part right there, the arson part, that's the part that bothers you. And it's yeah, frustrating. Yeah, because that, I mean, arson that's is... Sinister. It's intent neglect mm-hmm. or intent harm. A former president, Donald Trump's social media venture, True Social, is burning cash and piling up losses so rapidly that accountants warn it might not survive unless it soon completes a long-delayed merger, this according to corporate filings. Trump media... Wait, wait, wait. Might not? It might have they, not. Have, you, have they looked at some of the other uh, Trump businesses before? Come on now. Ain't no might well, not. Well, got it. Give it the benefit of a doubt here, okay. like give it the benefit of a doubt. We're just going based on tracker. Yeah, well, yeah. Trump's I mean, history. History can't history can't be a you know a, predictor you know, predictor of future failures. <laughs> I mean successes. Trump Media and Technology Group, which is chaired by the former president, had lost thirty one point six million dollars since the company launched in early twenty twenty one. This, according to SEC filings that were released yesterday. True Social launched in early 2022 as an alternative to Twitter, which is now known as X and owned by billionaire Elon Musk. At the time, Trump had been banned from what was then Twitter for breaking the platform's rules on promoting violence during the January 6th insurrection. His account has since been reinstated. But Trump's social media platform has struggled to gain popularity with 861,000 monthly active users on iOS and Android as of October, which is uh, amounting to... 1% 1% of those on X, this according to SimilarWeb. Now, with cash levels dwindling, Trump's media management accountants are warning there's no guarantee that the company will stay afloat. Trump Media's management believes capital raised from the merger will be sufficient to retire debt and fund operations, this according to the filing. Trump, whose companies have a long history of bankruptcy, announced plans in 2021 to launch a new social media platform that would, quote, stand up to the tyranny of big tech. 
Matthew Tuttle, the CEO of the Tuttle Capital Management, said the filings make it look like Trump media, quote, may be circling the drain. Company acknowledges it may not be successful in its efforts to grow and monetize true social and faces significant competition for ad dollars. Trump is the front runner for the 2024 GOP nomination. He has been uh, he's also been indicted on federal and state charges in four separate cases, and he denies wrongdoing. Hmm. So on a scale of one to ten, your shock factor in the fact that uh, true sale, true social may not succeed is not shocked at all. Okay. You know that yeah. you already know that. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, no, I have not signed up. When was your I was going to. Oh, okay. You beat me to it. I was going to say, when was your recent post on True Social? Follow me under uh, Spanky McDoodlepants. And uh, it's a restricted account, but I will <laughs> I will give you access to my True Social socials. <sighs> I don't know what we're calling. Uh, we're calling them truths. 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 Yeah, truths. 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 Or truths. Whatever. Okay. Truths. I can't say thths. Like, when you say something that's a T-H with an S, it's like truths. It just sounds weird. Oh, God. Hey, and uh, let's wrap this up. Kind of a, a, a sweet thing here. Matt LeBlanc paid tribute to his friend Matthew Perry on Tuesday. Friend star posted on Instagram a series of photos of himself and Perry in character, as well as a photo of the cast and a group hug in honor of the, the actor who died last month at the age of 54. Matthew, it's with a heavy heart that I say goodbye, he wrote in the caption of the post, set to the song Rainbow Connection. Times we had together, honestly, among the favorite times of my life. It's an honor to share the stage with you, to call you my friend. I will, I will always smile when I think of you, and I'll never forget you, never. You know, spread your wings and fly, brother. You're finally free. Much love, and I guess you're keeping the 20 bucks you owe me. Sounds I like, like that, the 20 bucks you yeah. owe me. I mean, I mean, the cast. I love that part. It, it sounds like they were tight during filming and still tight afterwards, and that's kind of cool to see because that show's been off the air for, you know, 20-plus years. Yeah. When you've been that successful and you've been that close mm-hmm. to somebody in your life, th- there's no doubt that there's going to be a lot of memories there. The, that's a massive hole in your life and a loss there. So, yeah, it's going to take a while for the entire cast of Friends to, to get past um, his loss, if they ever will be able to. Yeah, and, I mean, Joey and Chandler were just – they were always – it was Chandler and Joey, Joey and Chandler, like – if there were two characters that I felt outside of maybe Ross and Rachel that were always together, it was Joey and Chandler. Yep. Yep. That's a tough one right there, man. Rest in peace to uh, Matthew Perry. All right. Thanks to Robbie Sika. Thanks to Trent Tucker for being a part of the show. We will talk to you guys tomorrow night right here on The Good Neighbor. The Lake Show starts at 6. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.